Welcome to Social Genius, brought to you by Drunk on Social, where we help you stay ahead of social media trends, share the latest news, and highlight the strategies that are working to help you grow your business. Now let's join our hosts, Tristan and Jeff, in three, two, one. Are you struggling to set yourself apart in the real estate sea of sameness? Do you struggle to decide where to market, how to market, or what to put into your marketing to help you stand out? It's probably because your brand isn't dialed in. A great brand involves a lot more than a photo, a logo, and a tagline, friends. That's because people don't do business with a logo. They do business with a person. Our friends at Brandface can help you define, develop, and display your personal brand so you can stand out, outmarket, and outsell your competition. It is time to unveil your inner star. Head to powerbrandtraining.com and check out their free training video. Again, powerbrandtraining.com. That's all one word powerbrandtraining.com. Check out their free training video. It will be worth your time. So at the time of this recording, there's been so much in the news about TikTok lately. And uh, so it's it's kind of ironic that uh, I have our guest on today, which is not what we're going to talk about. We do that just on our daily shots. Uh, but you know, it was it was the ban. Now it's it's the latest news is that the Biden administration is actually recruiting influencers uh, to to basically campaign for them, which is the most hypocritical thing on the history of the planet. But I love it because mm-hmm. it's validating for us TikTokers. And I think the biggest message that we can take away from a lot of this is that listen, if you're not taking TikTok, really social media in general, very serious for your business. This is that beacon of light. Joe Biden, the oldest of old presidents, the administration that's so checked out. And by the way, I take no, I'm not taking sides here, but that's just reality is now saying social media matters. And I'm jumping on board as if they didn't know this from how, you know, Trump's when he won the freaking election. Let me, let me just move on. I am excited because we're going to talk about this today. We're going to talk about how you can actually use TikTok to grow your business because our guest today, Kenya Kelly, she was recently at our social kind of event in LA. She absolutely crushed it. Uh, our audience loved her. Her energy was infectious. If you put on events, you need to talk to Kenya and hire her to speak because she was that good. She has a business what actually helps business owners grow their business, grow their brand on TikTok. She herself has almost 500,000 followers on TikTok alone. Kenya Kelly, welcome. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. So funny, your intro. <laughs> you know, I, you put me on a soapbox and I will run with it. So yeah, I, right. I got to remind myself that little that little guy on my shoulder saying, shut up, you got to interview somebody here. So Kenya, let's just assume, I know our Drunk on Social audience now knows you pretty well, but lab coats, not as much. And this is going to go both places. So let's introduce yourself. Who are you? What led you to where you are today? Kind of what what inspired you to become what you are? Yeah. So today I am a marketing and TikTok strategist teaching businesses how to use short form video marketing to generate leads and earn to earn income. But obviously I did not start on TikTok. Like if you if you see me like in person, you'll think I'm like 30 something. I'm 41. I'll be 42 this year. And so I'm not like the average person you would think that would be on TikTok. But 
you know, I had a brand design agency that we ran for years. And when the pandemic started, you know, I'm somebody who prays for creative strategies because I'm like, I know what I know, but I don't know everything. And so I was just praying, asking God for a creative strategy. And I literally heard him tell me to get good on TikTok, which I thought was the dumbest thing I've ever heard because nobody was talking about it. Um, So I spent the whole year of 2020 while everybody was fighting on Facebook about everything. I was in my house like, how do I use this button? And so fast forward, it's been three years. We've made well over a million dollars, you know, almost 500,000 followers on TikTok. And but we've helped our clients surpass our income and faster because of all of the strategies that we know. And now they put them in place. I love that. So let's let's rewind it pre-COVID. What were you doing before COVID? Where were you spending your time? So I was focused on Facebook and Instagram. Are are you still, uh, you know, have you vacated those platforms or are you still kind of a multi-purpose kind of strategist? Yeah, I'm a multi-purpose type of person. Like I love TikTok, but I'm a businesswoman. I want all the money. So, you know, YouTube, Facebook, they're all, we're paying these bonuses. And I was like, I was getting all the money. And then our audiences are everywhere. Like before there was TikTok, everybody knew me on Facebook through Facebook Live. Um, And so we just, we continue on our same strategy. We just do it differently depending upon what each platform wants. And so what would you, what did you guys do before, or what did you do before even that? Like before Instagram, Facebook, what were you, you know, what that <laughs> so look like? It, yeah, I actually, I think I had a job for the most part. I was, I used to work for Sprint on the corporate side. And then I was also in network marketing. And during that time, I was like, I was feeling the itch of wanting something different. And that's when Periscope came out. You remember Periscope? Yes, I do. Vaguely, yeah. vaguely. Oh. I didn't spend any time there, but I knew of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I had gotten on there and I didn't understand what was going on. But a friend of mine, um, Nicole Walters, she was sort of having an explosion on Periscope. And I was like, I don't know what's happening here, but I'm going to try it. I don't have to know. I'm just going to try it. And so I just started like marketing my network marketing business on Periscope. And then there was a demand from me to get do consulting, but I didn't have a consulting business. But that's what sparked that. Wow, that's interesting. I, mm-hmm. I And so it was that what year was that? That was 2016, I think. Okay. So really at the infancy of when things on social started to become, because that was the same time I started to do Facebook lives, which is really what put me on the map because I was doing something that no one else was doing and you just start to create opportunities. And now, you know, now we preach about it today. Okay. So Periscope from Periscope, did did it lead directly to Facebook? Yeah, directly. Because once, because Periscope was leading the way. And of course, Mark Zuckerberg, he don't play that. So they immediately started Facebook Live. And then I was going dual live every day from Periscope to Facebook. And then Instagram became a thing. And I was like, well, I I don't have three phones. So somebody's got to go. So Periscope (laughs) went for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And so if you don't know what she, what she, what she was referencing there, right there, Zuckerberg does one of two things. He either buys you or he copies you. That's, That's what he right. does. If you won't sell, he'll just copy your features. Uh, yeah. And actually that, I don't know if you've ever listened to this, but there's a podcast called business wars and it's a really great podcast by the way. Yeah. And one of the episodes, there's many was Facebook versus Snapchat. And it's wildly entertaining uh, to actually learn about that dynamic where because evidently the snap boys are like mini zuckerbergs like grew up like they grew up in money they 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 went to ivy league colleges and they like went out of their way to set up a one-on-one live meeting with zuckerberg just to tell him no to his face that they wouldn't sell to him it's really good it's a good podcast yeah 
Yeah. Okay. Check that out. Wow. You would enjoy it. Anybody who's into social would enjoy that podcast. It's kind of old by now. It's several years old, but okay. it's good. It's really good. Okay. So fast forward to where we are today now. So it was Periscope. Yeah. It was it was Facebook, which naturally led to Instagram. So you're obviously a step out ahead. This is validating who you are because most of most of the world obviously has been on Facebook, but for personal reasons. And yeah. then it took, it's taken people really until now over the last couple of years to really embrace Instagram all the while, like you mentioned, TikTok, because, uh, and I'll, I'll give my backstory real quick on TikTok. I first learned of it in early spring of 2019 because mm -hmm. I have, I have teenage girls. And yeah. so they were, they were like, dad, let's, let's do a video. We want to go viral. Cause it was very much an infancy. That was what it was all about. It was Vine, yeah. right? It was an extension yeah. of Vine then musically. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I learned about it and scoffed it off. This is stupid, but I'll play the game. And then by like the fall of 19, after six months of messing around in it, I was like, this is interesting. And it was only 15 second videos. I was like, I think yeah. this can be applied to real estate and I'm going to start talking about it. And everybody, I started getting on stages. I remember it was November of 19, the first time I brought it up on stage. And after that, I got crucified. You're an idiot. It's just teenage girls dancing. You have no idea what you're talking about. This is going to be nothing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now I'm, a, you know, I guess some people think, wow, this guy actually knew what he was talking about. He's a genius. Mm -hmm. um, so for you, you know, what was your, you know, I'm, I'm public. I'm going to, Hey, everyone, you should use this. And, you know, then I get crucified and then if I, whether I'm right or wrong, what did that look like for you as you started to embrace TikTok? So you're playing it, trying to learn the buttons. What happened? Yeah. Oh, I definitely got crucified. Good. <laughs> I, got crucified. Right. I mean, because like at the time when I first learned about TikTok, I was doing the dances and like, like I'm a good dancer but nobody knew that I, I could dance like on Facebook. They just didn't know that they knew me as a business person and as a minister, like they just didn't know that. And so I started creating these dancing videos because I didn't quite understand how I could use it for my business. And I got bold one day and shared one of the videos to Facebook. And there was an audience that loved it, but other people were just like, this is dumb. This is dumb. And then when I started talking about it for business, I mean, I, it was terrible. The, the amount of comments I would receive that he's not going to make any money. People would even inbox me. They would bring me on podcast interviews and cru crucify me on the interview. And I almost quit. Wow. That's harsh. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, it's funny that you said that too. Like it's dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. And, and this is what I say now. And my, and our, my audience, they know me, they either love me or hate me. And I say, no, it's not dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb for not embracing it. And and so if you get offended by that, I'm sorry, not sorry, because it's yeah. true. Like it, there's so much opportunity on TikTok and we've, you know, we've been saying it for years now. It's like, it's old news, like, duh. Yeah. Um, you know, and then now that anybody's saying it's going to get banned. So that's the next question I'll have is, okay, yeah. okay, fine. I, I want to learn more about TikTok and I want Kenya to teach me some strategies, but what if it gets banned and it's all for not? What's your opinion on that? Um. So here's my thing. My thing is that, Nothing is ever forever, period, right? And I am someone, it, I'm not going to wait for you to give me permission. I'm going to always do a thing and ask for forgiveness later. And so whether TikTok gets banned or not, my job is how can I continue to create content, reach my target demographic and pull them to my email list? That's what it's all about. I kind of like what ad spend, you know, we know we have so much money we're going to allocate to a campaign. We allocate that money to get as many leads as possible. And then you turn the ads off. And I'm like, if TikTok wants to bring me, let's just say one new lead a day over 30 days, that's 30 free leads versus the amount of money we all pay to run with Zuck, you know, but I don't have that fear around TikTok getting banned, you know, because vertical video is where everything has gone. Everybody has copied TikTok. 
And I'm always teaching my audience that you want to start where everybody is copying and TikTok is the place that they're copying. But not only that, like the United States of America, they're just not going to ban TikTok. I just, I just don't see it because that's not, that's not how we are as a country. We just, we just don't typically ban things. We're like, we do things, require things, ask for money and all that. We don't cut things off. Yeah. Well, and you come to find out, which I didn't even mention in the intro <laughs> about that restrict act, which now we're learning it's like banning TikTok is just the public facing agenda, but the real agenda, when you really dig deep, and if you don't follow me or Tristan and Drunk on Social on this, we've been talking about this recently. And uh, sadly, and Tristan kind of shies away from it because he's less controversial than me, yeah, yeah. but it's like the agenda is is almost parallel to what we've been condemning China for doing. Like China controls what they can see. Now this restrict act, when you dig deep, is actually the U.S. government wanting to control what we can see. They say that the use of a VPN will become a criminal offense if this gets passed. And, and they talk about how they're wanting to collect our data. And it's like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Isn't this what China's doing? And wow. we're, it, yeah, it's like, wake up. Like, and so it's funny I, I, if you haven't seen this, like there's a, there's a, um, a news or a news, uh, like cast, interview i did a i remixed it yesterday and some gal based out of texas i think and she's talking about this and mm -hmm. she tells it she's like america you need to wake up and i i saw this because guess who shared it joe rogan mr oh. anti-tiktok who said you should delete tiktok now he's jumping like it's funny these people are all changing course like wake up america kind of thing because and now biden's gonna use it for his own good that's really what's been happening all along. Like we learn what we learn by watching social media and then we just choose what we want to believe. And the reality has been, and we've learned this, that like, uh, you know, Facebook hires these companies to put out narratives for you yeah. to believe because they're threatened by, you know, that's the other side of the story, which um, I'll get off this soapbox unless you have anything else to add, because I want to get down to some tactical stuff. Yeah, you know, I've been curious about this because like the whole ban came up when Trump was in office. It was he, he was the first person to go for it. And so when people have had this conversation to me, I'm like, no, I don't think this is a Democrat or Republican issue because mm -hmm. Trump is Republican and Biden is Democrat. This is not a this is not a one side thing, not to mention when they had to, you know, that day in Congress nobody was for him. Like both sides were violently opposing him. So I'm like, again, there's something a lot bigger, which is what we're coming out. We're seeing the restrict that it's like, this is bigger than what we can see, you know? And I know yeah. each, each, each side wants to be like, Biden. And it's like Trump. It's like, no, no, no. Both of them agree on this. This is one thing they agree on. Something's up. Cause they don't agree like that. <laughs> well, I, th I think it's the anti-China sentiment is is really what it is and i think it really was for trump i honestly believe now nobody even knows what the hell they're talking about they're just all jumping on the same bandwagon and it was kind of proven when the ceo of tiktok went in front of the senate and the you know you we've all seen this content now it's like it's embarrassing it's like the questions they were asking is just it, it makes them look really stupid and it's kind of sad and then there was even there's even one politician that admitted that they didn't even know what the restrict act was all about. And they signed off on it because they just looked at it as a banned TikTok act, wow. but it's so much worse than that. Yeah. Um, and it's going to, it's going to dig so much deeper and it's going to, I mean, we're, we're heading down a dangerous path. And if we don't pay attention and, and to me, honestly, 
this is why social media is has become so powerful. And this is why platforms like TikTok that are not regulated, yeah. we actually need them. And so stop looking at it from a, a, a Chinese ownership because it's actually not owned by China. It's owned by right. ByteDance, which happens to be based out of China. TikTok's based out of Singapore and LA, neither yeah. in China. And, <laughs> and so it's like it you got to look past that and realize that if if you allow this to happen it's it's going down the path of they control every outlet that puts out news which means they can control and we all of a sudden we become robots and Correct. it's it's sad mm-hmm. well okay that's not what this is about i'm i'm going to i'm going <laughs> to shift this I, so but here's the reality and and you and i agree i think tiktok is sticking around uh you and i agree it it it's a cornerstone platform it's it drives what everything else is doing so i've got a i've got I'm going to start. I've got two questions that I want to start with, and I'm sure that'll lead down a rabbit hole. First is this. How in the hell do I use it for business? Because, I mean, let's be honest, it's wildly entertaining. There's dancing, there's lip syncing, there's, 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 you know, there's all this stuff, but <laughs> I don't see how I use this for business. It's like television. Yeah. So the thing to understand is like, anytime you've got millions of people spending hours upon hours in a space, then we as marketers, we need, like when I had a job, I used to work in advertising and it always focused on eyeballs. How can we get more eyeballs on a thing? Like I was in newspaper advertising for a while and they were like, how do we get more people reading the newspaper? So you had the news and then the ads were on the side of the, the news. And so you got 150 million, let's just say Americans that are on this app every single day consuming to be entertained. Well, as marketers, our job is to go to this place and go, okay, let me get beyond what I think this is about and get it in my head that, 150 million people are here every single day consuming. And so as a business, it's important to learn the culture of what's happening on the platform and then create content that will be relevant and creative enough to reach your target customer. Very similar to Facebook. When that first came out, we all were doing however we were doing with Facebook 10 plus years ago. But now we know every like couple of things you see is an ad because marketers have learned how to create content that will, what we call, stop the scroll. So if a person is coming on TikTok to watch these 15 second, 30 second videos, then your job is how can you create a piece of content that is short to the point and conveys a message that causes your audience to go, wait, what? Like, it's kind of like with Delta, most people, we've never seen Delta advertise on TV, but Delta is all over. Delta Airlines is all over TikTok because their marketing team has come to the platform and said, okay, what are they doing here? How are they doing this here? And they started creating content that is, to us, it doesn't make sense for Delta because we're not used to seeing them that way, but it's so relevant to the platform that everybody wants to fly Delta. So what is Delta doing? Can you uh, can you help <laughs> someone understand yeah. So, okay. So there's these different sound. Okay. So one thing on TikTok, there's like a filter and this filter has just eyeballs and lips. Right. And so you don't see a person, you just see eyeballs and lips. And oftentimes uh, Delta would use like maybe like a love song or something. And you'll hear the love song and you'll see a plane and then the screen will change to where they're like the eyeballs and lips are over some, um, some peanuts or over, um, or just over first class. It's kind of like, um, it, it reminds you of a commercial, like the funny, like Budweiser commercials and all that, except Delta is like, here is this Budweiser, remember that commercial Budweiser, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. 
And so there's the frogs. And so here is that type of thing happening on TikTok with that particular style. Let's just say Budweiser. And Delta is going, okay, how can we spin this to be not about selling tickets, but making Delta feel relatable, uh, relevant and entertaining, right? So I can't think of a specific song, but it's just kind of like, there's always these, these sounds or, or I'll, I'll give you an example. So there's the guy from the office. He says, no, no, God, please. No. Yeah, yeah. Right. Michael, Michael. And yeah. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. So Delta could, um, they, <laughs> they wouldn't do this, but they could do something where it's like, the guy is like, no. And it's somebody who is in, um, behind somebody on a plane and they have their foot on top of their like the armrest or whatever and so they're using these like sounds and and cultural type of things to be relevant but their stuff is very like clean and welcoming and all that type of stuff but it's, it's very much like super bowl sunday like when you look you know doritos and kia and toyota they're gonna come out with these ads in a way that you're like where did they come up with that? Like Pepsi. And that's exactly what Delta is doing. And so most people think that you're on TikTok and you're just looking at what is happening, like the, the content that TikTok is showing you, but your job is to go, okay, if I'm trying to sell real estate and what, like, what does my person want to experience? Well, we want to see the house. We want to experience ways of the house that we normally couldn't see. And it's about learning how to create content that serves your audience like that. I love the way you articulated this. And while you're doing this, I'm watching uh, Delta videos. I just followed them on TikTok. <laughs> they have, a, ironically, a very similar amount of followers as you do. It's slightly under. You're beating them. And that's, that says a lot. Um, and the first pinned video is using the It's Corn sound, which you exactly. know that. And it, but they put and they use the sound, but they put the text. It's planes. I really like planes. I mean, how... And I want to go back to what you said, which is kind of shifting the way your mindset thinks about how you can market, how you can entertain. Like, like listen up, folks. Like, if if you're an old timer still listening to this, which odds are you you hung up in my intro, probably uh, you stopped listening. But but if you're still on that fence and you're thinking to yourself, this is stupid, this is not professional, this is not the way we've always done it, like you're gonna go extinct. That's yes. the reality. And if you don't start shifting the way you think, these massive corporations and companies are embracing the newness of what TikTok is, which is now what Instagram Reels is and YouTube Shorts and all this stuff. Like that's where it's going. It's not just going to magically change back to newspapers and billboards. It's over with. It's gone forever. We're going to bury that shit. <laughs> we, we are moving forward. And and if th if you think this is tough now it's gonna continue to evolve and get more creative yes. and and so it's like i love that you use delta because if a big company like that can embrace this you mr and mrs real estate agent <laughs> miss mr and mrs business owner you can too yeah. and you should let me tell you about uh, chipotle yes so yes. chipotle has been advertising on tiktok or whatever but there are the influencers are are much bigger than the ads. And so there was people going to Chipotle and you know how you can go to Chipotle, you can order whatever you want and you can, you know, finagle it or whatever. But there were people going to Chipotle and they would order the quesadillas and then they would ask them to put um, some steak in the quesadillas and then take their the, the dressing that goes on their salad and mix the dressing with, um, with sour cream. And then they would take the quesadilla and they would dip it into the sour cream. And apparently people just loved it. So this guy named Keith, who reviews food in Vegas, got wind of it. Keith Lee? And Keith, 
Keith Lee, yep. yep. He wow. goes to Chipotle, gets the quesadilla, does a review on TikTok, and he is like insanely excited about it. But of course, his, his videos always go viral. They went so viral that the stores were like, what is going on? And they traced it back to Keith Lee's video. So then they get Keith and the girl who inspired him to Chipotle. And now Chipotle has changed their entire app. If you want to order the Keith Adia, you go into the mobile app and you can order the Keith Adia. Right. But it's been a whole huge launch that happened in the month of March. But instead of Chipotle fighting against what was happening, they chose in on it. And it's just a whole it's just a whole thing. Now, everybody on TikTok in March were everywhere going to Chipotle to get the Keith Adia. It was insane what happened. This is this is so good. This is so good. OK, so. All right. Delta, Chipotle, two big brands, millions <laughs> of dollars in budget. Didn't have to use those million dollars in budget. That's the key here. Let's let's apply this for let's use real estate. That's the majority of our listeners. How can someone take what you're talking about? They can go do what I just did and go follow them. And I mean, honestly, if if you weren't talking to me, I'd probably get lost in watching their videos. You would. But how can now I apply (laughs) this? And 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 number one. Okay, so let's maybe I get lucky and go viral. So what? How does that relate to business? But then two, how am I actually going to use my business, which is not that exciting, on TikTok? Yeah. So, okay, the first thing you have to do is you have to come on TikTok and watch the content. If you see something that you don't like, if you see a whatever, just hold your finger down on the video and when the box pops up click not interested okay then tiktok is going to keep showing you content go and do a search of real just start watching what is happening on the platform don't judge it but watch it and watch what content causes you to stop and watch it all the way through because first before you can start marketing on tiktok you got to understand what is actually happening beyond your judgment right that's the first thing Uh, Second thing to understand is that you want to think about, let's just say you're selling real estate and you're selling real estate in Miami, right? Well, there's a lot of different things about homes in Miami. And so if you start, let's say the, the corn sound. So if you don't know what the corn sound is, there's this little boy, very country, little brown, black boy. And somebody was interviewing him at a state fair. And he was talking about how much he loves loves corn. And it was so country and so funny that people started adding music to the sound. And it became this song. It's corn, a big something. It was a whole thing for like Mm -hmm. months. And so you could take that sound. And I know this sounds really crazy when you hear me say it. But if you get on TikTok and you search it's corn, it'll start making sense to you. You could easily go and like, let's just say you have six uh, listings and they all have beautiful views. Then you can be uh, like shooting all the beautiful views at sunset at your six properties, right? Edit the video to make it look good and then add the sound on top of it where it says it's corn and you can say it's views, Right. And so people start to see like, oh, my God, where is this property? Or it could be its islands or like islands in your kitchen or it could be its pools. Right. Mm -hmm. And even though it sounds like that is so dumb, it's not about being smart. It's about how do I create a piece of content that my audience can resonate with that's going to make them want to watch this piece of content. Now, as it pertains to going viral, I always tell people that it's not if you're going to go viral on TikTok, it's when you're going to go viral. And so your job is to make sure that your business is set up and ready 
for virality, meaning that I always tell people, no matter what industry you're in, you need to have some type of lead capture system in your in your profile where people can opt into something. Because when that video hits, you don't have time to go and put your link capture there, right? One of my clients, she is very introverted, but she teaches on medicinal mushrooms. And so I taught her how to create content, made a piece of content. The video went super viral. She gained over 50,000 followers in 24 hours and 20,000 people joined her email list. Mm. 20,000. Now, if you spend $2 per lead on Facebook, that's a lot of money that she did not have to spend because her lead capture was set up. And so that's what it's all about, creating content that resonates with your audience, but making sure you're ready, your business is ready for that. I love that. First of all, that was a great analogy that I hope somebody walks with. Not even an analogy, example of something that yeah. you could be doing right now. I'm going to put you on the spot. Give me another one. Give me another idea like it's corn of something that you maybe could think about something that's viral, maybe something that's recent viral. I know you're doing stuff all the time. You're using those trends. Uh, what's yeah. something else that you can you can think of that might be something new for people that they could take and apply? Okay, so one of the most viral sounds <laughs> on TikTok right now is a girl. I think she her sound was back in 2022, but for whatever reason, it's trending right now. And as she says, if somebody put a gun to my head and said, spell croissant, I'd be dead. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so everybody is using this in this weird way, these weird ways or whatever. And so let's just say that you are... Oh man, let's just say you're a golf course. This was coming to me. And uh, the person is on the golf course, got your little outfit on and you got your little, you know, club or I don't know how to say all those things that you do when you go. Clubs, yeah, clubs, yeah. But somebody could be saying, if somebody, if somebody put a gun to my head and said, hit a hole in one, I'd be dead, right? Good, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. but then the your transition could be to, to good gloves. It could be to good, you know, it could be to whatever, but it's still relevant to what is happening on the platform. It's funny and it's relatable. And people go, who is this? I can't believe Delta Chipotle or whoever does the golf stuff. I can't believe they did that. You yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. I love it, man. This is uh, this is really great. So let's just say I was a real estate agent and I said, man, I just love you. I love your energy. I love all that stuff. I want to hire you. Yeah. What would that look like? Like walk me through uh, me. Let's just say it's me and and I'm a real estate agent, which I'm not. But if I was and I said, I, I want to hire you because I just feel like you can do something for my business and my brand. Where do we start? What does that look like? For sure. So we have two different ways we can help people. Well, three. One, we have digital courses. In case of one wants a more self-paced, you have a team member that you want to walk through how to actually use the platform. We have courses. The second thing we have is we do actual one-on-one -on -one consulting where some people say, hey, I want to jump on the phone with you. I want to do strategy. And we do that, whether it's one time or it's every other week or once a month or what have you. Uh, but the thing we just started doing recently is we actually do uh, account management on TikTok. So if whatever you do in your business, we get on a monthly call where we're going over strategy and what your focus is. And then what we do is we write your content, your scripts, and we give you what you need to film. You film the videos, give them back to us. We edit them, post them and do all the engagement. Wow. Okay. So what would be, you know, where would you, so if I said, you know, okay, I, I'm in, I want to do this. Um, what, ex what exactly does that look like in terms of like the content creation piece? 
Yeah. So what we have to do first, we have to um, research you, like who you are. So, so like you fill out a form and we like, we get to know you, what you, what you will do, what you won't do. We take a look at all your competitors, whether it's in your area or people that are killing it on TikTok. And then what we do is first of all, we come up with our first week of content because we don't want to do a whole month because if you don't like it, then we have to revise it. And we jump on a call and we walk you through, here are the five videos that we think you should shoot this month and here's why and here's how we're going to edit them. And then we just kind of go through that content creation process with you, especially initially. After a couple of weeks or so, we are we know you, you know us, we're, we're just seeing you the content, you upload it in Dropbox, we edit and then it's done. But what you're also able to do is once we edit them, we put them back in your folder and if you want to reuse them on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or anywhere, now it's, it's your content. You can use it how you want to you can also use it as an ad if you end up running ads on facebook or instagram interesting so now okay it all sounds good but i'm scared of the camera like you mentioned yourself like you're a you're a dancer and uh you were a minister you dropped that one in there so <laughs> naturally all ministers and from my experience are very eloquent and can easily get in front of an audience or a camera and talk i have neither how in the hell are you? Do you think uh, you're going to turn me into something that people actually want to watch? For sure. So I will say, like, even though I have my personality, first of all, I didn't grow up on the camera, so I was very intimidated uh, getting behind the camera. Nobody that is doing what we see today was normal. It wasn't normal for anybody. So all of us had to like work the nerves of being able to do it. Now, what I will say is that being on camera is beneficial because people, you know, we're we're talking about short form video and people are used to seeing a person, but let's just say you're selling real estate. For the most part, we don't want to see you. You know, you, you can show up in the beginning of the video and we don't want to see you anymore. We want to see the house, show us the house. And so if you like, let's just say you're literally selling real estate or whatever, if you're literally just getting comfortable with just the first three seconds of a video and that's all, and now you're filming, like you're going to become really good at it. But also what's going to happen is once you start seeing the success of what happens with short form video, you're going to start showing up on camera. Most people are just subconscious initially because it's not something that they're so they're used to doing, but after a while it gets easier, but you're are going to have to show up a little bit, especially if you want to be more the most effective. I think the most important thing you just said there was your audience doesn't want to see you. And that's the, that's the funny thing is that people are scared to death of the camera. Then they finally get in front of the camera and then they don't shut up. Yeah. They talk, they talk too much or it's too much talking head exactly. um, or, or going back to what I said earlier, like they think it's too unprofessional, but they're, the reality is, is you're really antiquating yourself by saying things like it's not professional anymore because yeah dress code has massively changed. It's become very casual. Yep. I'm not saying it matters either way. It probably doesn't. But, uh, you know, I, I can make the argument that casual is more more comfortable for your consumer. They're going to yeah. feel more comfortable with you. If, I, if I'm showing up to a very super, you know, high net worth area and, and they're all, you know, uh, investment bankers. Yeah, I might show up in a suit and a nice car, sure. right? But yeah. uh, for the most part, that's really it. Uh, there's not a whole lot of other niche audiences that I think are gonna they're gonna resonate better with someone who's not casual. And that also applies to now your new marketing strategies. It's not, it's it's not this cookie cutter, straight and narrow, deliverable anymore. It's completely yeah. different. 
Yeah, like people aren't buying houses because of the sign anymore. And I know you, you still need to have your sign. That's not where they're buying it. It's the one because of the house. But how do they even know the house exists? The people who are constantly putting themselves out there are the ones that are winning. You know, I know some like multiple people who have sold houses on TikTok because they were present. And when people were on the platform scrolling, like I think it was Onik, I think he lives in like East Coast somewhere. He was on the platform scrolling for houses in Florida and somebody was creating content about houses in Florida. Her content got to him. He contacted her, bought some million dollar listing. So it's about who is who, who is being present in a way that connects with people. It doesn't mean that as an agent, you got to dance or you got to do any of that type of stuff. But it does mean that if short form video is where all social media and marketing is going to, then that's where you need to go and learn how to create content that's not boring, but actually attracts your audience. Because if we think about it, our audience is not sitting at home with a suit and tie on. They're scrolling in their regular clothing. And you can be, you can have on a collared shirt or whatever you want to do it but you can't be you just can't be boring because yeah. like when you buy from somebody you're gonna spend a lot of time with them and i'm like mm -mm. i don't want to spend time with somebody who is boring yeah. <laughs> you know it's yeah. a lot of time i mean it's interesting too because and I, and I just had some stats literally today that um they was talking about the growth of the social platforms i'm gonna i'm gonna focus on tiktok here but they from january until may they've had another 16 percent growth <laughs> the majority of that growth boomers a hundred and sixty-four percent growth in the boomer generation, and it, it, because you know it's already basically as as far and wide as it can get with Gen Z and probably even millennials. Maybe it can grow a little bit more, but it's the older generations that are now just starting to embrace it. And man, it's there's going to be so much opportunity. And I've got another example I'll share with you. One of one of my naysayers, his name is Brad McCallum. I mentioned him on stage. I don't know if you were in the room. One of the best video guys in real estate. He's based out of Al uh, Calgary, Alberta. Uh, same as Tyler. Tyler, he's the one who introduced me to Tyler actually. And and he's just, his videos are so sexy. That's how I describe him. It's just so good. More YouTube style, maybe Instagram style. He, he was a naysayer of TikTok. He finally started to embrace TikTok. Eventually finally said, okay, Jeff, you, you got me. I, I, I need to embrace this. He put, he, so he started putting short form content from his longer form videos on a TikTok he ended up having, and this is still, you know, maybe a year and a half ago, a teenager saw it. It was like a $3 million listing, saw it, showed it to dad. Dad said, put me in touch with this real estate agent. Turns out he's the most influential, uh, successful uh, jeweler in, in Calgary, very wealthy, said, I want to buy this house. So it got connected to Brad. Oh, by the way, I need to sell my $2 million house too. Brad ended up getting $5 million worth of transactions because he posted his video on TikTok. It's ridiculous. So good. And, wow. and, and Brad's doing what Brad's already doing. Brad's not dancing. Brad's not lip syncing. Brad's not, I love corn. Brad's just taking his content, putting it elsewhere. The reality is most of you cannot do what Brad does. Brad has a skill set is far above most of your levels because he's really good at video. But you yeah. can all do I love corn. You could all do exactly what Kenya just said. Yeah. So but they can also get good like Brad. Because the thing about it is that I don't edit my own like caption videos and all that. I shoot and let somebody else do the rest. So anybody could like, cause like we're making money. And so like anybody could go and shoot at the right times in a listing and go. I don't know how to put this together. Let me give it to somebody in the Philippines or India yeah. to revise for me. And you give them, this is what I'm looking for. 
And now they've got a Brad like type video with their, their listing, you know? True. true. I still say you probably have a hard time because he's shooting them with a professional camera oh. using Adobe. Like it's advanced stuff. I, and I think I'm pretty good. Uh, I yeah. can't touch Brad's stuff. I don't have that skill set. But yeah. you're right. The reality is the the it, three four years ago, Brad's level of video prowess it was you know it's like a thousand and we're a one. That mm -hmm. gap has been closed oh, big yeah. time. Now I may never get to a thousand. Most of us will never get anywhere near that. <laughs> but I might have gotten to a hundred, maybe five hundred. Yeah. And so it's it's yeah it's just acquiring these skills. And what I tell people, Kenya, is that. Whether you, what, no matter how you feel about TikTok, because the technology within the app is so advanced, it's always going to be out ahead, at least for now. And so the the one reason you should embrace TikTok is just so it makes you a better creator for the other apps. Correct. Yeah. Because, and that's like, the, the, that app is the one that has most of the features and capabilities of what you're seeing on a Facebook Reels or Instagram Reels or YouTube Shorts, but they're all still very behind, you know, yeah. even though there are great apps, this one is just continuing to innovate and continue, continuing to innovate. And if you just learn that skill set there and then you go, this is where I create, but I'm focusing my energy on Instagram or wherever. Great. But this is your like jumping off point. Yeah. I love it. Uh, another another thing I tell people too. So for anybody listening to this, is is I'll, I'll give you a test. Take go to a TikTok. You could even do this on Reels, and and just go use their effects. Use the stuff they give you. The goofy stuff. It doesn't matter. Like you know, make yourself an avatar effect or the big googly eyes or yeah. whatever you want to be. The 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 lips and the eyes. Right. <laughs> yes. Take 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 your piece of content. Let's just say you're doing talking head content. So do one one week. The next week, do whatever your update and you know whatever you're going to do. But use the effect. Yeah. Get over yourself on how unprofessional it looks. Just see which one performs better. That's it. Mm -hmm. Same type of content, but use an effect. I want to see what happens. I yeah. wish I could get more people to do that because they would be blown away. Yeah. It changes the game. Yes. We're just so used to being like HR, like, uh, yeah. you know, like Compliant. the way that HR wants us to be. And it's like, no, like this is marketing. Marketing is not always HR compliant. It's just not. Yeah. So true. So what's next? What's next for Kenya? What, what if you're looking out ahead and you're advising me, your client? What's next? What are we looking? What are we looking at? Yeah. So I recently just downloaded Lemon Eight. Are you familiar with that? It doesn't no, matter. Only, only because of Dylan. Yeah. So I heard about it because of. I mean, I'm on TikTok and it's owned by ByteDance, and so I downloaded it a little while ago, and I was like, I wasn't sure if I was going to get into it. But I've been on there kind of like, okay, this looks just like TikTok, except it's like Instagram. And I was like, okay, my job is to stay on the up and up of all things. So I just had my team this morning. I said, I want you to go and research Lemonade. I know how to create. I was like, what is the strategy for growth? And next week, we're going to go all in on seeing what will happen if we go all in on that platform. Um, and again, most of our money comes from Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, but I'm not going to be somebody who waits on permission for somebody else. So I'm like, let's go. Because they, their job, ByteDance's job is to beat the brakes out of their competition. Competition is Instagram. And they're like, we're beating them with Facebook, with TikTok. We're going to go ahead and beat them with Lemonade. So I'm like, if y'all going to create it, I'm going to post on it, you know? <laughs> Lemon. And by the way, it sounds like Lemonade, the drink, but it's Lemon, the number eight. Mm -hmm. And and here's actually my how one of my daughters described it. She says it's like Instagram and, and Pinterest. Yeah, that's the way she described it. And um and my and my daughters who were you know help they helped drive me. They were at the conference and yeah uh, nineteen and and twenty three and 
you know, they're just hanging out where the, the youth of America are hanging out. Like this is normal stuff for them. But that's really the definition to me of a great marketer. A great marketer is going to continue to stay hip with the trends. The whole premise of why we created Drunk on Social in the first place uh, because Tristan and I realized that like, damn it, I don't want to miss the boat like I did on TikTok. And and frankly, by most eyes, I was an early adopter, but by my own eyes, I'm like, damn it. I lost six months. I lost a year, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was on there when it was, uh, when it was uh, musically. Musically, oh, yeah. Man, we would have millions of followers. Oh, I mean, actually think about Vine. Think about the people yeah. like the Pauls, Jake and Logan Paul or... Dylan and I actually were talking yesterday because we're doing some collab stuff. And he was telling me about another dude who's even bigger than the Pauls. And it was all Vine. Like these kids, and I call them kids. Now they're multi, multi, multi millionaires, hundred millionaires and maybe more. And and it's all because they're just quick to embrace. And you think about this in any business. I don't give a shit. If you're selling real estate, you're selling shoes, you're selling meat, you're selling concrete. It doesn't matter you embrace this stuff. You're, you're going to build a digital celebrity. You're going to gain a cold following. You're going to have more business than you can keep up with. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I think that we, um, I guess as maybe as we age, we're just so used to like sticking with what works and like not what innovates. We like, we're more likely to say, Oh, that's, that's bad. And not, Hey, what is that? You know? And I think that we, as business people have to make sure like, we don't just, focus on what we do. We're also marketers. And if yeah. we're uh, marketers, meaning we're always staying up to, up to date, you know, in like with what is happening or with what's working. And if we choose that versus like one to always make everything stay the same, then we won't go with stink like blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Well, and I love <laughs> what you just said too. We all want to use what works. And over the last, you know, our lives, uh, I'm just a little older than you. Um, our entire lives, like it was, it, it was, it just kind of muddied along. And then over the last five years or so, things are innovating so incredibly fast. Yeah. That's not going to slow down. Like the the way that the the technology era you came into our world, it took two hundred plus years, and then and then it was and then it was the internet, which took about thirty, and then it was yeah. you know cell phones and whatnot, which is about fifteen. Now AI is it, it's it's penetrating in, in months, and like it's going to be days and seconds here pretty soon. Like how fast this stuff is, is, and, and I think the difference between those who progress and advance and succeed are going to be the early adopters, the embracers who say, I have nothing to lose. I'm going to take a chance. And I don't know how you feel about this, but that, like that has been my MO. I, I took a chance on TikTok, and you know what I've realized because I've done that since on other platforms like clubhouse, which yeah. Is still relevant, but you know, Tristan and I said clubhouse, clubhouse, clubhouse. And then it was like, bam, and it just crashed and burned. But you know what? Nobody's looking at us saying, you idiots. Why'd you tell me to get on clubhouse? All they remember is what you were right about. And Correct. nobody's going to remember. You have nothing to lose by embracing this stuff. So get over yourself and do it. Yeah. I know it's a, it's a different train of mind, train of thought. I know it can be scary to try something new, but it's like, but what if you actually succeeded this? Like all of us had fear around everything that's been new. Like I'm looking at lemonade going like, do I have to pose or what? And I'm like, nope, stop being old school and just go and see what is going on there and embrace it. Like I didn't want to get on YouTube shorts and I'm watching it like grow my YouTube account. So I'm like, you know, so I'm like, okay, like just allow yourself to take a risk and don't wait for 
Don't wait for somebody else to give you permission. Don't wait for someone to tell you what to go and do. Just go and try it. Yeah. Or don't wait till millions are doing it because then by then it's too late. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So uh, somebody's thinking to themselves right now, damn it. I want to get in her sphere. I, I want more of Kenya. How do they get in touch with you? Uh, where can they learn more? Yeah. So the best way, obviously I'm on TikTok and all of my social handles is Kenya Kelly, everything. My website is Kenya Kelly. And if you want to, you can send me a DM on any platform, or you can send us an email at Kenya at Kenya Kelly.com. Say that one more time. Kenya at Kenya Kelly.com. And if you don't know how to spell that, Keen, K-E-E-N-Y-A, yep. Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y. Yep. Uh, it's been a pleasure, man. I'm really glad that uh, Austin introduced us. This has been fun. It was really cool to meet you in person. Uh, I, I can promise you, you're going to be you're gonna be in the rotation and uh, we hope you can come to the next social con. And yeah. uh, you know what? If we ever get back to doing lab coats events, you know, I, we're going to we're going to include you in that, too. So. This has been fun. You need to go at the very least, just go follow Kenya. But uh, for those of you that really want to stick it to another level, I mean, this is this is a, a human being and a coach that, that I guarantee will inspire you, uh, will lead you down the right way. So Kenya, I'm I'm honored to have you here. Uh, I'm honored to now call you a friend, and and I look forward to to obviously what what's to come. Yes, me and you both on Lemonade. Let's go. <laughs> I, 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 damn it. I, I, I don't know why I haven't downloaded it yet. Now I got to go oh, do shit. it. <laughs> That's funny. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Social Genius, brought to you by Drunk on Social. We are here to help you take your business to new levels through social media. Make sure to subscribe to get updates on new episodes and come join us on our Drunk on Social Facebook page. And as always, make sure you leave us a great review on your favorite podcast app. Feedback and likes are very much appreciated. 